you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential, along with my good friend Vince Semperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends. Vince, how are you? Jeff, I'm good. Uh, we're in our last week of this regular season. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, luckily we're Dodger fans, so we still have, you know, hopefully over a month left of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Dodgers just played their final home series of the season. They beat the Rockies two games to one in the series. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that series, talk about the big three pitchers, how they did. Obviously we'll talk about Hyunjin Ryu's first career homer and the magical moment that that was. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about a quote from Russell Martin and kind of what that means for the Dodgers this season. So uh, first we want to remind you, please subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. If you have Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it to listen to podcasts, please subscribe there too. It helps other people find us and we would appreciate it. So uh, the Dodgers went two out of three. Clayton Kershaw, well, really all three pitchers. uh, Did any of them give up any runs? I guess Bueller might have. For the most part, all the runs came on home runs, right? Yeah, yeah, all Kershaw's were except one. Yeah, and then Bueller's the first three, or first two of the four weren't. Okay, and then Ryu, all three of his runs were on two homers. And that's kind of 2019 in a nutshell, not just for the Dodgers, but baseball in general. Uh, Kershaw, you, you could say he was bailed out by his offense. He also, I mean, he pitched pretty well after, you know, he gave up uh, some homers, but... Uh, all things considered, he, he kept the Dodgers in the game long enough for the offense to do its job. Uh, it wasn't by any means his best start of the season, but uh, a good solid start. And, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen in the postseason. It, when Kershaw was the best pitcher on the planet, he still struggled in the postseason sometimes. And so maybe I've said it before, maybe this is the year that he's struggled a little bit and he's going to be lights out in the postseason. Who knows? But uh what were your thoughts on Kershaw? Yeah, uh, I was at that game, and the home runs weren't great, but that's kind of been Kershaw a year. Uh, if he can limit those, he's been pretty good, you know, beyond not giving up home runs. So, you know, and we'll, we'll get into this in the second half, kind of about how, how what the Dodgers' mindset is. And I'm sure, you know, starting pitchers' mindsets are a little different as well uh, at, in the position the Dodgers are in. So he was fine, uh, but like I said, it, nothing in the regular season – affects to me anything in the postseason. So he could have thrown three perfect games and I wouldn't feel any more confident. He could have given up 10 runs each game and I wouldn't feel any less confident. Yeah. And Kershaw wasn't happy with his performance after the game. He said, basically it was a lousy game. Uh, And so I don't know. One thing we know about Kershaw is his work ethic is basically second to none. And so if there's something to fix, hopefully he'll fix it. Uh, but I think a lot of it just comes down to execution and command, you know. And sometimes people have off games. Uh, the Kershaw in his prime, he rarely had off games. 
Uh, but even, I mean, the year he won the MVP, he had that clunker in Arizona. So, you know, bad games happen sometimes. Uh, and hopefully he can string together a few good ones in October. Uh, Bueller similarly struggled with command and, and, you know, control execution. Uh, you know, again, he could have been bailed out by the offense if he, if he had gotten the run support that the Dodgers scored in either of the other games of the series, uh, he walks away with a win instead of a loss, but uh, obviously not the best game from Bueller either. Yeah. Yeah. He's always going to kind of be a product with his stuff. He's always going to be a product of his command and how he starts out. So uh, if he's not there, I mean, three walks, that's a little bit uncharacteristic for him. So uh, like I said, with him, same thing. I'm not too worried, uh, especially what, what we saw last year. He had the one, not so great game, but it was more of a not so great ending. And then the rest of his Indians were pretty solid. So uh, as long as he's, you know, at where he's at physically, that's, where, that's what matters more. Yep, for sure. And then we have Ryu on Sunday. Uh, again, you know, he, he gave up a home run to Garrett Hampson in the first inning. Uh, I don't know uh, why the Dodgers decided to give up home runs to Garrett Hampson, of all people. Uh, but Ryu and Kershaw both did. Um but uh, Ryu settled down after that. I kind of was hoping that they would take him out uh, in the, what was it, the seventh inning that he gave up the two-run homer? Yeah. I had been hoping that they would take him out mid-inning, uh, let the crowd appreciate him, and once there was a runner on, I kind of would have rather had them take him out. His pitch count was climbing up there anyway um, and get some other guys in. I don't know what they're, you know, they are a little – Shorthanded probably isn't the right word in September, but, you know, Joe Kelly is down right now. Uh, other guys had pitched recently, so I, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, it wasn't a bad decision, just I was kind of hoping they would take him out. But they left him in. He gave up the two-run homer, so instead of his ERA going down in the game, it instead went up a little bit, which is kind of a bummer. He still leads the league, though. Uh, but uh, I think his performance was better than uh, three runs in seven innings would – would say yeah yeah he was fine and uh as long as he's getting through five past five innings that's uh what his issue was when he was struggling so i'm cool with that but you know something better happened on sunday so let's talk about that and that was you know hinjin Ryu hit a home run yeah uh it would have been nice if he had done his first time up when the bases were loaded but he didn't uh he got out that time but then his second time up, leading off the fourth inning, he fourth, fifth, fifth inning. And uh, he hit one, an 0-2 pitch over the right center field wall. Uh, Davis and Hershiser were joking right before he hit it that uh, no point hitting a home run right now. It'll just be a, a solo homer. Uh, and then he did it. Joe Davis's call, of course, was magical. Uh Sometimes, Davis, you can tell that he's put some thought into calls. If it's something you've been preparing for, uh, you know, sometimes, obviously, absolute magic was off the cuff. You can't really script that. Madness. Uh, what's that? Absolute madness. Did I say magic? Yeah. Sorry. I meant madness. Um, you have, you know, Cody Bellinger, you are ridiculous. Uh, you know, a lot of things are off the cuff. But sometimes it, you can tell, I think, when uh, when they clinch the division, you could tell he put some thought into it. But obviously, you don't really have a call ready for a Hunjin Ryu home run. And so what he did was laugh and scream, it's happened, it's happened, uh, Babe Ryu. 
uh, and then basically laughed and high-fived Oral and had a blast, and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's nice to have, you know, somebody connected. You know, he probably felt this a little more because he knows what's going on on Twitter, and people always bring it up. And his buddy back there, Rick, is, is a big Ryu fan and supporter and has been waiting for the home run. So it's kind of a, a combination of all those things. And then for it to happen, last home game today, this is a nice little moment. And then Alana and Omar were out in the outfield and they were celebrating. So it was just a, a fun moment all around. Yeah. And then that seemed to rattle Senzatella. Uh, that's who was pitching, right? Senzatella? Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, then the next three guys got on base. And then Cody Bellinger, so they, they pulled Senzatella, brought him the lefty to face Bellinger, and Bellinger hit a grand slam. And that was took a game that the Dodgers had been struggling to hit, put them up 5-1, to one, and they kind of cruised to victory after that. Uh, yeah, Ryu used Bellinger's bat, we found out after the game. Uh, so we know uh, Jock Peterson has homered with Andre Ethier's bat. Bellinger has homered wearing Jock's shoes. And now Ryu has homered. Oh, and earlier this season, Kike homered with Utley's bat, right? Yeah. And so now now Ryu has homered with Bellinger's bat. Uh, they're just a very sharing team. You know, sharing is caring and caring is sharing. So Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, uh, a bunch of sweethearts. So that's the Rockies series. Uh, I think that's all we have to say for this first segment. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about R- Russell Martin's quote and the Dodgers' mindset. Uh, but first... Bombas, they are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. So go to bombas.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get 20% off your first purchase. And we will be right back. Uh, Hey, Vince, did you know the postseason's coming up? I am aware. Well, Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. One thing I've learned is that going to Dodgers postseason games definitely qualifies as an experience that lasts a lifetime. Uh, most notably for me, Game 3 of the World Series last year with my two sons and my dad and my uncle is an experience I and they will never forget. So with Vivid Seats, you can watch your favorite team and or musical artist or whatever in person and you earn credit back on all your purchases made through the Vivid Seats app. Uh, They have what's called the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program that you are automatically enrolled in just by using the app. Uh, So Vivid Seats can help you find seats to any of your favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, theater, and more, all through the app. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. And like I said, the loyalty program is awesome. Uh, They have different reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer. So you can earn different amounts of credit on each purchase. uh, And then you use that to get free tickets eventually. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. You are automatically enrolled, like I said, in the rewards loyalty program just by using the app. And you will get credits on all your purchases as part of that rewards program. And all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So if you're going to see the Dodgers in the postseason, use the Vivid Seats app because it's awesome. And be sure to enter promo code postseason at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, I'm going to take it back to the salt and pepper days and uh, let's talk about sex. For some of you, that may have been around the time where your glory days were. For some of you, you might not even know who salt and pepper is. But regardless of all that, 
I'm here to tell you how you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like Dodger blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works, and you can take it whenever with whatever's in your stomach, whatever's going on in your life. It's chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready whenever the mood hits. Uh, this isn't for guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who wants that extra boost in the bedroom. It's like a little adrenaline rush, like if you're on the mound uh, in Game 7 of the World Series and you know the crowd's going crazy and you get that extra adrenaline rush, that's what it's like. And it's easy. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No weird doctor's visits, no talking about your sex life, no waiting in the pharmacy and maybe seeing somebody you know from high school, none of that awkwardness. It's all made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for all you listeners. You can go to BlueChew.com, get your first shipment free with the promo code MLB. All you have to do is pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Dodgers. Okay, we are back, and it's time for our obscure former Dodger of the day. Uh, this one, he played a part in Dodger history in a couple ways. Uh, after the 1987 season, in December of 87, the Dodgers made a three-team trade that actually ended up being uh, the other two teams involved were the two teams that the Dodgers faced in the postseason the next year, uh, the Mets and the A's. And the Dodgers got uh, three key players for their uh for their 88 World Series team. They got Jesse Orozco, they got Alfredo Griffin, and they got Jay Howell, all in this one trade. Uh, And going from the A's to the Mets in that trade, a minor leaguer named Kevin Tappany. And then later in 1995, Kevin Tappany ended up on the Dodgers. Uh, It was a July 31st trade deadline deal. And... Uh, the Dodgers at the time were in second place. They were two games out of first place. They got Kevin Tappany uh, on July 20, uh, 31st, and then, or they were three games out, and then they ended up winning the division by one game. Uh, and you think, okay, the Kevin Tappany deal worked out. Uh, guess what, Vince? The Kevin, Tapp- Kevin Tappany deal was not that great for the Dodgers. Tappany pitched. Uh, I should have this page up. So for the Dodgers, 95 after the trade, Tappany pitched 13 games, 11 starts, had a 5.05 ERA. He went four and two, but here's his four wins. Uh, first, they won 11 to seven. Uh, he allowed five runs in six innings. Great game, Kevin. Here's a win. Uh, then they lost 12 to seven when he gave up five runs in four innings. Then they won 12 to eight. He actually pitched well that one, one earned run in eight innings. Uh, they won 13 to nine and they won 13 to 10. So, uh, his, his four wins, the Dodgers scored a combined total of 23, 36, 49 runs. Uh, so not that much. And then he pitched twice in the postseason. uh, did not do well either time. And, uh, then he, his Dodger career was done. Uh, Kevin Tappany, he was actually good when he was on the twins. He, he was a very good pitcher for the twins before he went to the Dodgers, uh, after the Dodgers, he went to the White Sox and then the Cubs. He actually had his most wins in a season with the Cubs in 1998. 
Uh, he was Sammy Sosa's teammate. He went 19 and nine that year. Uh, but his only, his only real success came, he, he finished fifth in the rookie year voting. And then the next year, seventh in the Cy Young voting in 90 and 91 with the twins. Uh, but he did spend two glorious months as a Dodger. And he is our obscure former Dodger of the day. Kevin Tappany. Do you have any Kevin Tappany thoughts, Vince? I don't. I remember the name, but that's about it. Yeah. Didn't know he was a Dodger. Yeah. Uh, I vaguely remembered it. It was my senior year in high school. Uh, but, yeah, not actually, I guess, right after I graduated. But not much to speak of. Uh, but we can talk instead about a guy who has been a Dodger twice, Russell Martin. And he, the other day, was quoted as saying, um, where is it? Vince, I can't find the quote. So why don't you read the quote, Vince? All right. Um, now I can't find the quote. He said, you can't fake that we've clinched and these games probably aren't as important as, say, St. Louis Cubs game. There isn't the same feel, but you still play to win, and everyone in here wants to win every single game but we're definitely ready to get going in the postseason. Yeah, so basically he's <laughs> winking and nodding and saying, oh, yeah, we're definitely trying to win every game, but also we are not trying to win every game. Uh, we know these games don't matter. We don't really care as much, and we're ready for games that matter again. Uh, it's maybe one of the downsides of clinching as early as they did. Uh, e even in 2017, they didn't clinch as early because of that slump, but the – I mean, the – the division race was over very early, even though it wasn't technically over. And I think that's what led to the slump. You know, the, this year's team, it feels like they're slumping, but they're also not. They're, they're like, uh, they're like their record this month. this month. What's that? Aren't they 12 and 6 this month? Yeah. So the record this month is about the same as the rest of the season. Uh, maybe a little bit better, actually. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. They did struggle a little bit at the end of August. Um but yeah, what are your thoughts there as you hear Russell Martin saying, admitting what we already know, basically, which is that uh, they will be playing differently, hopefully, when the games matter again? Yeah, I mean, it's a long, long season. And when you've already clinched the postseason, you know, it might be a little bit harder to get up for a late September game against the Rockies. Or, I mean, the Rays may be a little different. The Mets series was a little different. And we saw the Dodgers kind of rise to the occasion in the Mets series, uh, taking two out of three against some top pitchers. So, you know, it's just – it's a little different. And not that they – you know, a lot of people that I've seen are, are concerned about home field advantage. We've already talked about that. We're not really worried about that. They're pretty much got it locked up for the NL side. And uh, they might have – they might not have it in – in the world series if they make it but uh that's you know it didn't really matter in 2017 and last year it wouldn't have mattered if the dodgers had home field anyways so you know that's just how it is we, you know it's not like these they're not trying to win like like the players uh but we've seen dave roberts manage differently we've seen them get different guys in there different situations and like i said it's just you may be not feeling a hundred percent full ready to run through a wall to play a four-hour game at the end of September than you are to play a four-hour game in October. Yeah, and we saw it with Justin Turner. You know, they may be an abundance of caution with his ankle. We see it now with uh, Max Muncy, whatever he tweaked. 
you know, uh, Roberts basically said on Sunday, if the game mattered, he'd be in there. But the training staff figured let's, you know, with the day off on Monday, if you give him Sunday off again, that's two more days of rest. Might as well do that. Uh, Joe Kelly is going to probably not pitch at all the rest of the regular season, or at least not much uh, to let him rest. You know, so we've seen it with Kenley Jansen. They've been just putting him in in different situations, trying to get him right. And they're also trying to get guys right physically, uh, mentally, give guys rest when they need to. And, uh, you know, they are they're playing for October. And sometimes that means not necessarily trying your hardest to win a specific game in September. Uh, and, and I'm cool with it. I, I don't know if you... Do you have any issue with this approach? Do you wish they were prioritizing home field advantage more? Do you wish they had their foot on the gas more right now? Uh, no, I mean, there's really no correlation. I remember before 2017, I had done uh, the previous three or four years or how the Dodgers finished the season. Uh, and, you know, sometimes they finished hot, sometimes it didn't. It didn't really matter. Uh, 2017, they, like I said, they had a really bad September decent ending to the season i guess and then when it didn't matter uh, and then they steamrolled until the world series last year they had to play all the way through the season and didn't necessarily help them i don't think they you know they didn't play well in the playoffs but they had more talent and played well enough to win and advance again and the same thing with this year's team like i said it, we saw it, the, the perfect you know moment of all of this is Cody Bellinger against the Rays that one in the in the one game when you know all the pitching changes and everything else and he just kind of rolls his eyes and yeah. you know, shakes his head and is like really another one because and that's how it is you you don't want to play four hour games when your season's just about over and you're already ready you know kind of looking forward to October you don't want to do all that so uh, you know I'm not gonna fault them for it I I you know I still watch the games but I'm not you know I've done some other things and missed a couple games the last couple weeks just because it you know I'm ready for October too. Yep. Yeah. Jay Jaffe actually did wrote, uh, I think in 2013 or something. And then he updated it in 2017. Uh, it's not just the Dodgers. He looked at every team, uh, and basically found almost zero correlation between how well a team plays in September and how well they play in October. There's just so many different variables, um, in effort level and personnel and, and so many different things that it really just doesn't tell you anything. Uh, I mean, one of the best examples is 2017 when the Dodgers went 0-6 against the D-backs in the last few weeks of the season and then swept the D-backs in the NLDS. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a different game in October. And unfortunately, you know, that, <laughs> that can work for you or against you. Uh, really, October is going to come down to who gets hot at the right time. I'm really, really hoping Seager can stay hot and Bellinger can get hot and Kershaw and Ryu and Bueller can get hot, you know, because if, if a few of those things happen, it it could carry the Dodgers to a World Series title. And if it doesn't, you know, if somebody else gets hot, uh, then, you know, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. last year, he was not very good. And then in the postseason, he had a big grand slam against the Astros and he had a big home run against the Dodgers. You know, it, it's... Joe Kelly had a nine ERA last September. Yeah. And then he, he was literally untouchable in October. So, you know, anything can happen. Uh, the, all the Dodgers could do is try to go into October as healthy and prepared as possible. And I think that's their mindset right now. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so I think that's enough for today. The Dodgers are off today uh, before they start a series in San Diego tomorrow. So we will have an off-day episode for you tomorrow. Uh, if you have any questions or things you want us to address, feel free to shoot those over to us uh, on Twitter or email. Um, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show. Uh, again, if you have Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it, please subscribe there so other people can find our show. Uh, also, please tell your friends and rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I am at Snydog. You can call and leave us a voicemail anytime you want. The number is 323-863-LOCK-L-O-C-K. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you will be too. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. I say D-O-D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.